Hi everyone, this is the Power of Storage podcast and I'm Mick Turner. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well and now I want to wel- welcome you to the first in a special series of podcasts focusing specifically on the Power Store platform. So we're going to uh, cover use cases, customer success stories uh, and new announcements. Um, pretty much everything that's new and cool about the Power Store platform. So for the first instance of the Power Store series, I am really thrilled to welcome uh, Mike Cram, who is gonna talk to us about the new Metronode functionality, which was publicly released last week. Welcome, Michael. Perhaps you could uh, give us a quick introduction to your role and your background. Yes, thank you, Mick. Um, For those of you that don't know me, I've been with the virtualization engineering team since 2006. I've worked on various products. in the you know synchronous replication space, so very familiar with um, you know Metronode. We just beta it, programmed it. It just released, as you said, um, on January nineteenth. Okay. And cool. You know. Maybe yeah. Maybe we can jump straight into that then, and you can kind of give us a, a quick uh, overview of what actually was announced uh, on the on the nineteenth there. They came to us and asked us to develop a product uh, for synchronous replication for the Power Store. And, you know, they needed to address uh, active, active data centers as other third-party solutions were saying that they could handle that type of solution. You know, we put together a product, um, not a product, should I say, it's more of a feature for the Power Store. And it's providing true active, active, you know, so that it's read-write accessible at both locations. And it is... uh, saying true active active as opposed to the third party arrays, which in most cases are an active passive solution. So obviously this is kind of power stories focused on the, the mid range space. Uh, are we seeing quite a strong pull from the customers in that uh, kind of buying group uh, with regards to kind of an active active replication solution? The thing about it is, is um, you know, they've been interested in it, and our other product that we have is Vplex, and the cost point was just a bit too high for a lot of the mid-range customers, mm-hmm. and they would really want to be in that, you know, realm. Uh, so that's why we came out with the Metro node. Uh, very, very cost-effective. and uh, It's a very good fit for the Power Store array. Cool. And, and, and specifically, what kind of key use cases... Uh... Are you seeing this kind of deployed, you know, where it, where the demand is pulling this for either horizontal or vertical market segments? In this case here, this system is uh, an add-on or bolt-on solution to the power store. In other words, it's going to be mounted in the rack with the power store array, but it's separate from it, which gives us the ability to use it as a migration engine to migrate off of other arrays into the power store, or if need be, and you know, the future uh, to actually, you know, say the power store hits end of lease and we need to migrate off it, we can use the same solution to migrate onto the new version. Other use cases would be your active active, as I said, you know, continuous availability. Uh, so you could sustain any type of failure up to and including loss of an entire data center without the applications going down. Yeah, that, that sounds great. So um, perhaps for the uh, for the techli- technically minded folks, perhaps we can kind of dig a little bit into how the solution is uh, is actually kind of uh, is architected. What are the the kind of key 
technical value props you see for uh, the solution as implemented with PowerStore here? First of all, it's a 32 gig fiber channel connectivity for host and storage. Uh, so there are two I.O. modules, one specifically for host connectivity. It shows up as a target in the fabric. The other module shows up as an initiator in the fabric for zoning to the backend array. It sits between the host and the array and uh, acts as the host to the backend storage, and it acts as the array to the host. You can have one and two to each data center, so they would be connected across a WAN interface, which would be a separate I.O. module. You set up two links, so you have uh, no single point of failure. And it's 10 gig ethernet uh, between the sites with this particular release. The 10 gig ethernet is the WAN. So make sure, you know, when you're deploying it, that that's what the infrastructure is. Hey, uh, so, so let me ask this. Did we, I mean, obviously this is a pretty advanced uh, technological feature. Did, uh, did we build this from the, the ground up? Uh, to uh, to function with with PowerStore. Obviously, PowerStore's only been out for about a, a year or so. Um, so, w w what what's kind of give us a little idea as to the, the background of of where this technology has has come from? Well, this is uh, a modified version of the geosynchrony code we use on the Vplex. Uh, modified meaning that it's been simplified. Uh, we've eliminated a lot of the elements within the code itself, uh, such as simplified uh, provisioning, where it's a one-to-one -one mapping strictly so that I can have, you know, my full capacity of my backend storage volume on the array is equal to that of the virtual volume presented to the host. Uh, we only allow for RAID 1 mirroring, uh, so we could have multiple copies, actually. Um, by doing that, we also guarantee that we are not uh, hurting the return on investment of the array itself uh, by allowing all of your array-based replication to work flawlessly with this product. Other things that have been uh, modified is uh, the internal caching. On the VPlex code has been removed for this product. So we have co cache coherency between the nodes, but we don't do any internal caching of the data. This is strictly uh, both read and write through mode. Determine that uh, the caching doesn't really give us a big benefit with, we're talking all flash arrays. Uh, there was a very big benefit on VPlex with spinning disk. You know, we don't want to do anything that's going to interfere or slow things down. So it has uh, very little impact there. And when you start thinking about it, you know, comparing it to other solutions, such as array-based synchronous replication, that's overhead on the array. The CPU cycles being used at the array level to be able to do the replication. This is totally transparent to the array. It has no idea that you know it's got any kind of replication going on. So there's zero CPU cycles used at the array level. Any other uh, uh, kind of information that you'd like to uh, yeah. provide? Well, yeah, you did mention about uh, having a mixed or heterogeneous environment. That is fully supported. Whenever we look at any type of synchronous replication, the requirement has always been that it has to be like to like. In other words, the same array at both sites, same microcode on the arrays at both sites. That holds true at the virtualization or the uh, replication layer. In this case, that's up on the Metro node. The Metro node, it has to be like to like. So in other words, it will be the same hardware at both sites and the same code level at both sites. It doesn't matter what's behind it though. So in other words, it could be a power store on one site and it could be a Unity XT on the other site. So that's all perfectly fine. 
Got it. So, so it sounds like, if I could summarize, that uh, we've got a, a, a pretty simple implementation, pretty cost-effective, and it introduces, uh, I, I think, probably a, a new discussion that a lot of our customers, certainly in the mid-range, have probably not been able to have before, which is this concept of not just disaster recovery, but disaster avoidance altogether. Perhaps you could just mention a little, also a little bit about, obviously, there's a an applica an application side component to this with regards to uh, like clustering systems and things like that to be able to maintain that continuous availability or what we might refer to as zero recovery time objective. What what kind of applications are we talking about here that can manage that that active active type of application uh, side yeah. view? Yeah, certainly. Um... You know, we're providing the active-active replication, uh, synchronous replication at the storage level. Right? Obviously, the host solution is part of the overall solution as well. So when you look at active-active data centers, so, um, let's take the highest level to start with here. Uh, that would be a true active-active cluster at the host layer, you know, such as Oracle, for example. Got it, yeah. um, Oracle Extended Rack can be separated with the nodes having some nodes on one site, other nodes at the other site of that cluster. If we were to have some type of failure, even a, you know, a full outage at one site, uh, the other site would continue to operate. The, there would be a slight delay in the application itself while it's resorting the uh, resource layer, and then it will continue. If you'd actually be watching the performance monitor for um, Oracle, you would see about a 30 second drop in performance, but then it'll pick right back up to the normal amount again as it has rebalanced its resources. Cool. Uh, the storage has never gone away. The storage is always there. It's fully synchronous. So there's no steps necessary to make it available and recover on it. Well, I, I tell you what, Mike, we've hit our time limit, unfortunately, but I do know there's going to be lots and lots of customers really excited uh, about this solution. As we mentioned at the start, it is available as of today. Uh, if you want more information uh, as a customer, then please call your account team or Dell, look at Dell Sales at DellTech.com. This has been Mick Turner for the Power Storage podcast for the Power Store series. I'd like to thank Mike and I'd like to thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, please, please subscribe and have a great day. Thank you very much.